0: I love this show. I love this show. I've told all my co I've told all my co-workers. I've told all my co-workers. Listen to it every day. Listen to it every day, and it's amazing.
1: Do you have the spark?
0: Good morning, Walmart associates. My name is Brittany Haynes, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Leaders of Walmart. Um, I'm here with the Executive Vice, Vice President of Neighborhood Markets, Kelvin Buncombe. How are you doing this morning?
1: I am well, Brittany, and uh, looking forward to our conversation. You know, once again, thanks for including me. Uh, this is, um, I've heard this has been a really good series, so I'm glad I'm a part of it.
0: Yes, thank you so much um, for hopping on this call. We found it's an incredible way to kind of get a deeper insight um, and help associates like me out in the field really connect and relate and help us elevate our careers as well. Um, so I kind of want to start off with who you are and what your Walmart story is.
1: So um, I guess my Walmart story would, would have to start actually before I joined Walmart because I didn't grow up in the Walmart business. Um, you know, my background is pretty varied. So I actually have a CPG background, um, mostly at Pepsi bottling group uh, or PepsiCo. I was there for about twelve years, um, and then prior to that, I did a stint in broadcasting, telecommunications and and also engineering, so pretty varied but but most of those jobs were ops jobs, and so you know I always wanted to to run a huge business and so Walmart was the opportunity to actually test my leadership skills to see if I could run something with lots of scale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when the opportunity pre- presented itself to join Walmart, I did it. I, I jumped at the opportunity because just because of the enormity of the challenge. So since joining Walmart, I started actually um, as a regional GM in what was then the Mid-South region for Sand Club, And that was based in Birmingham. And I did that for almost a year. Uh, and then I was moved to the home office to do ops strategy for SANS US. So I did ops strategy for about um, a year or so. And then after that, I got the opportunity to lead innovations for SANS US, um, which was really exciting, right? Because all of the new new tools, the new initiatives, the digital tools, and all of that, um, I got a chance to be a part of. Uh, and, And one of the things I'm most proud of is that my team collaborated with um, the uh, technology group out in San Bruno to bring Scan and Go into life. If you've ever been to a Sam's Club, that's a pretty good app. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, did that for three years, um, Innovations, and, and then I was kicked back into the field, out into the field, to uh, to be a regional again. So I did that for another three years or so. But anyway, <laughs> total of eight years. Of, I know, total of eight years of Sam's Club, and then I moved over to do um, to lead soups. Um, in Atlanta. Um, and then uh, now I'm with Neighborhood Markets. So the nice thing is I have touched all of the formats uh, of the company, right? So yeah. it is pretty cool.
0: That's like the exact opposite of me. <laughs> I've been with <my> Neighborhood <laughs> Markets the entire go Um, but it definitely has been interesting the entire go Um So I'd like to ask, what did you do to stand out in your career and really scale up it seems like so quickly.
1: Well, thank you. I, I think for me, it's really about performance mm-hmm. first and foremost, right? As you know, Walmart is a high performance culture. So, so you don't get noticed if you aren't delivering results. So you always focus on getting the job done, right? And delivering the results that the company expects of you. And then once you've done that, that gives you license to ask for more and do more. And so I think that was first and foremost. And then after that, I would say getting other people involved in my career development was how I got noticed. Right. Because, you know, Brett Biggs, who is now a CFO hired me. um, And, um, and we just struck up a really nice relationship. So, you know, I stayed close to him and, and, I got him involved in in my career and that's how I moved from Birmingham to the home office. So you you get noticed, one, by delivering consistently strong results, Mm -hmm. and then secondly, by inviting people to be a part of that career journey because you can't do it by yourself.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Really sharing, you know, and everything that you've accomplished and taking it in from others and learning and elevating yourself in that way. Awesome, Awesome. Absolutely. So my favorite question, I think the most relatable um, to our operators in the field, what is one mistake that you've made in your career <laughs> and what did you do to learn from it? So hopefully we can we can learn from it as well.
1: <laughs> well, I've made several mistakes and, I, and, I'll, and I'll say this, don't be afraid of the mistakes. Don't worry about those. You're going to make mistakes. It's expected, uh, to your point, uh, just, just get over it and learn from it. You know, it's not the mistake. It's how we respond and recover, as you know, right? Absolutely. Um, I, I think the one that comes to mind, quite honestly, is um, when I was in the role of uh, innovations for Sam's Home. Um And we were focused on the front end because that was a friction point for our members. Um, the experience there just wasn't what we wanted for them and, and they expected more from us. So we wanted to speed up that interaction, but also provide uh, members with an alternative, right? So they could do self-checkout or they could go to a live cashier. And so there was this new technology that came out, which allowed us to um, have a um, register, which could be in the self-checkout mode, or it could swivel and allow a live cashier to check out a member. Pretty cool, right? Because then if you did that, you wouldn't have to have dedicated self-checkout lanes and dedicated live lanes. You could at any moment turn everything to self-checkout or right. to live as you needed it, right? So we thought it was genius.
0: And tailor to your audience. Well, we, yeah.
1: That's exactly right. You could flex pretty easily. Um, so we wanted to go fast. And so we tested in, in a couple clubs, clubs and, and then decided, you know what? It's worth the risk. We're going to be the first retailer to do this, and we jumped out there and just actually um, um, opened a new club with nothing but this this new device, this new register. Um, and as it turns out, there were some problems that we had not fully detected because it wasn't fully baked. So instead of providing this positive experience that we wanted for our members, it was it was a bit cumbersome oh, <laughs> to no. say the least
0: like oh, yeah. was, the registers and
1: we had problems with the transactions going through. And sometimes when you would swivel from self-check to live, the system would reboot or, or this issues. So, so then the, the EVP at the time uh, of operations was not very happy. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and he said, who made this decision? I said, I said, I did. I said, you know, it's my mistake. Mm-hmm. I'll fix it. Right, <laughs> and he said, "Yes, go do that." Right. <laughs> so, 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 uh, what I learned from that—two things actually—in this culture, uh, one is if you make a mistake, own it, right, and then and then go deal with it, right. But don't deflect, right. You know, I made the decision; it was a bad decision. Now we're going to go fix it, right. The second thing is that uh, when you're making bold moves like that. You, you need to have broad support, right? And, and my support wasn't as broad as it should have been. I didn't take enough people along with me in that decision, right? I, um, I, should have, I should have had more support at the higher levels of the organization. I was empowered to make the decision and I wasn't going to abdicate that. But you, you, you want to have a, a pretty broad community of support Just in the event things don't go well or you may miss something, which in this case we did. So, so collaborate a bit more broadly um, uh, and include others, uh, especially at all levels of the organization before you go out and and make uh, bold moves like that. Um, But uh, we were able to fix it. We got it turned around, but it was pretty choppy there for a while.
0: (laughs) Well, that's. That's incredible advice for our operators, especially in neighborhood markets with our new teaming aspect rolling out. That's right. You know, we we are encouraged to um, take ideas and take productivity and really understand, you know, other people's job Job codes and um, you know their their natural duties from day to day and having these team leads and team associates um, and, and operations managers I want to call them coaches but they're operations managers they um, are. everybody really chucking towards the same goal and understanding other people's um, job roles is really such a such an innovative concept and it's super exciting that we're allowing our, our associates to really branch out even within the store and lean on other folks and learn from other folks um, within that store to really, you know, kick up their game. (laughs) Um, Yeah,
1: Brittany, that's right. That's right, I like to build on that because I'm glad you brought that up because I'm a big fan of the teaming structure. Um, Team leads are the unlock for us in terms of taking this business to the next level. But you make a good point. What's really critical there though is that we empower them to own the business, which means, that they're going to make some decisions that aren't the best decisions initially, but we've just got to make sure that we, we respond appropriately, right? We have a measured response to the mistakes that we know team leads are going to make. And then we sit down, we help them learn from that, but we've got to unleash them and let them go and try things, make decisions and, and, uh, and learn from them. So you're absolutely right.
0: Absolutely. And it it really makes me think of as a former people lead, my biggest role was to empower my associates, you know, to make them realize that they are a small business owner. Um, I read in biography, you had started up a small business or it turned into a large business with a partner, um, in previous years. Do you have any advice for our small business owners and stores, um, to kind of relate from your experience owning your own business? Oh,
1: that's a, that's an interesting one. Um, well, I still consider myself an, an entrepreneur, right? I mean, entrepreneurs um, consider themselves the visionaries to some extent, right? You, you have this idea and you've got to make it come to life. So you have this vision for what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And, and, so, and so with that, then you're all in in terms of the ownership, right? You, you want to understand all aspects of what you're doing, right? The product the service expectations of customers, you know, all of it, the experiences. And so I would say for the team leads and others who own the businesses, one, to your point, think of yourself as in fact the business owner. Have your vision for what you want to do with the piece of the business that is yours, right? So visualize that and then get involved in all aspects of it, right? I mean, embrace all of it and Try new and different things. Just because we haven't done it before doesn't mean we need to try it. And that's what entrepreneurs do, right? They do new and exciting and different things, things that haven't been tried before or done before. And everything that you envision or try isn't going to work, but a lot of them will, but we won't discover that unless we try. So, so to be that entrepreneur, you've got to think about how do I approach this business differently than we have in the past? So, that we could deliver to the customer this proposition that we promised. So, I think if they did that, we could really move this business forward quickly.
0: Absolutely. And now that we've unlocked the potential of all of our associates by teaming, it's super exciting to see the future, um, especially of neighborhood markets. You know, when you have a group of between 80 to 90 associates in one store, um, when one associate decides to make a change or Um, do something a newer, better, faster way to help our customers get their everyday low price, Um, you can really see the turnaround and the benefits of that change. Um, If it's a beneficial change, hopefully it is, um, so very quickly, which is another reason why I love neighborhood markets so much. You can make such a big impact so quickly. One associate can really change the entire store and in turn um, make changes in their community by better serving their customers. Um, which is awesome. Um, I have one. It la- absolutely is. I have one last question for you. This interview went by so quickly, but I'm having a blast <laughs> you know, so much. Um, what do you believe is the biggest challenge for today's leaders? And then, following up, um, what kind of advice would you have for that challenge?
1: You know that that is, in fact, a very interesting question because um, for our business, we are transforming the business while also driving performance of our base business. Right. So we see this acceleration to online, whether it's, um, pickup delivery, e-commerce, right. And so, uh, that's happening at a faster pace than we anticipated. So with the COVID pandemic, this acceleration to, um, to online, uh, has been frenetic, quite honestly, and it's it's spiked on us. But at the same time, we have this huge business that we also have to take care of. So we've got to perform with our base business, and we've got to transform for where the business is going. That's a big challenge because because it's not that you're going to spend fifty percent of your time performing and fifty percent of your time transforming. It's not always 50-50, sometimes it's 60-40, sometimes, sometimes it's 40-60. Leaders of today, though, have got to figure out when we toggle back and forth, right? When we spend more time on the performance versus the transform. We can't ignore either, but there's this delicate balance that we've got to strike so that we can move the business forward. So so I would say to leaders of today who 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 understand that is you have to always be mindful that we've got to position the business appropriately to win in the future, right? Which means you've got to be planful. You've got to be intentional about how and where we spend our time, right? And And we've got to always be mindful that if we don't perform, we don't have the opportunity to transform. So, so, it's, so it's, it's being mindful and planful about how much time you spend on each and then be flexible and nimble enough to move quickly between the two. Uh, and that's, that's more art than science, right? But it starts with the perspective that it's not an either-or, it's not an even split all of the time, it skews one way or the other.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: we've gotta pay attention to the cues so that we know when we've gotta go back to perform or move over to transform. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. The last the last thing we want to do is fall behind um, in regards to innovations and adapting with technology and moving forward with the company um, while we're kind of distracted by you know the the daily life of working in a Walmart store. You know, we have to stay engaged and we have to manage with intent. Um, in order to to progress you know, our EDLP and to adapt with innovations. So that's an incredible point. Um, and I can't wait to share this with all of our operators. Um, thank you so much for being on the call. Thank you. Um, do you have any last words for our associates in stores?
1: Well, first of all, let me say thank you everybody for doing such a fine job this year. As you know, Brittany, this has been a challenging year We've had some unprecedented challenges, but I'll tell you what, I've been impressed by how our associates have stepped up and kind of stood in there and and dealt with it and taking care of our customers and our business. And for that, I would just say, thank you. Very proud of everything you've done so far this year.
0: Thank you associates again for your resilience um, and your dedicated work day in and day out. Thank you, Calvin. Again. Thank you, Brittany.
1: Thanks for listening to SparkCast. Join us on Workplace to learn more about this episode. Join the Social Champs program and how-to guides on improving your social posts. Until next time, be the spark the world needs.